So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Zoash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. I'm about five cups of coffee in. I am ready for some firing squad. What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is your favorite guilty pleasure, the Chad and Cheese podcast. I am your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by my partner in crime, Chad Sowash. Hello. And today, we welcome a new victim. Today, we welcome Vivek Nigam. He is the founder and CEO of Be Remote. Vivek, welcome to Firing Squad. Thank you. Thank you. Great to meet you guys. Outstanding. We're happy to have you here. So before we get into the business side of this podcast, let our listeners know a little bit about Vivek. Who are you? Sure. Uh, my name is Vivek Nigam. Um, I'm up here in uh, frigid, cold Connecticut. And uh, <laughs> uh, so many of you- Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Um, many years ago, I ran a, ran a, uh, a tech startup down in the D.C. area with a nice positive exit. Worked for some big companies for many, many years. I'm married to my high school sweetheart, went to the senior prom together for many, many years and have two kids, um, kind of grown up. And although they're home due to the, pandag- due to the pandemic, but they're, they're, uh, they're, they're grown and on kind of on their own. So nice. So your life is a Hallmark special, basically, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, some people do say that. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's more like the Waltons. They're, they're all still at home. <laughs> Night, John boy. I'm aging myself on that. Well, let's, let's, let's tell him what he won, Chad. All right, Vivac. You will have two minutes to pitch Be Remote. At the end of the two minutes, you're going to hear that bell. Then Joel and I are going to hit you with rapid fire Q&A. At the end of Q&A, you're going to receive one of three of these ratings. Number one, big applause. Australia just granted you entry and you have a great chance on winning the title. Tennis clap. You're stuck in quarantine, but focusing on the right decisions can get you back on the court. And last but never least, the firing squad. Your ass just got sent home. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Trash it and move along smartly. That's firing squad. You ready to go? I'm ready. All right, Vivek. In three, two. All right. So the pandemic accelerated the widespread adoption of remote work. But instead of taking advantage of this opportunity to improve how we work, 
most organizations simply took their offices online along with the bad habits that permeated them. As a result, employees are feeling more stressed than ever. In fact, a third of workers are feeling disconnected from company culture and their colleagues. 74% of workers would leave their current jobs if they found more flexible options elsewhere. And cross-team collaboration, which is the number one source of innovation, has declined by 25%. For example, if two folks are in finance and they're still working well together remotely, but now the serendipity of someone from finance bumping into someone from marketing has plummeted. This is what we at Be Remote call innovation decay. So we created a platform called Reteam that is designed to reduce meetings, facilitate innovation, improve team participation, and ultimately increase employee retention. And among our use cases, the three most popular are first, reduce meetings. So leaders are spending 80% of the day in virtual meetings. And instead of back-to-back in-person meetings, now they're back-to-back Zoom calls. Uh, we have several clients that have been able to, to reduce five hours of meetings every week using Reteam. Second, improve innovation. <clears throat> Reteam's suite of tools makes ideation intuitive, effective, and better for hybrid teams. We use a process called iterative ideation and have found that ideas can be developed in days and weeks rather than months and quarters. And the third is increasing team participation. So increasing employee participation can be directly correlated to an increase in profit margins and retention. And some of our early clients have, um, have seen an average of 30% increase in team participation. We have a standalone web app. Our mobile app is, is available in Apple and Android. We've integrated into the Microsoft Teams app store and we're working on developing integrations with Zoom and Ring Central. And to learn more, you can go to uh, beremote.com um, or drop us an email at info at beremote.com. Very nice. That nice. was tight. You've, you've, you rehearsed that, obviously. <laughs> I did. I, I actually wrote a couple of things down. Yeah. All right, Vivek. My first question is, you have a fairly illustrious career in insurance. Um, according to your LinkedIn profile, you were at Hartford Travel, Travelers Aetna, correct? Yep, that's so correct. So what does an insurance guy get into <laughs> the employment industry for? What was the origin for this? You seem like you had a nice little life there in the insurance company business. <laughs> Yeah, so so uh, contrary to what some of my friends like to tease me about, I didn't actually sell insurance. Um, I I actually managed teams and did some uh, some uh, you know technology and IT work. Interesting thing is that when you're in that space, you deal with a lot of different cultures and you and you do remote teams quite a bit. And what I always found is that people who were social, they tended to do better, and people who weren't, they tended to get left behind. So I started this journal about five years ago, just talking about leveling the social playing field across cultures. And that's really where it started. When the pandemic hit, we pivoted and said, you know, we've got the foundation to help uh, with team participation, but we thought there was so much more to do. And so now we we focus more on just making hybrid teams more effective, reducing meetings and innovation and things like that. So, so from the looks of it, this is a, f- a totally bootstrapped organization. Is that correct? Or have you raised money that just sort of is uh, family, friends, smaller rounds? Mostly family, friends, and angels. We raised about 300K um, yeah. and uh, a good amount of bootstrapping in there too. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- that's been our, our raise to date. Now, is there plans to raise money or are you going to continue to be a bootstrap organization, grow organically? Our intention is to is to operate through revenue, obviously. But uh, yeah, uh, we will probably do a Series A most like in the second quarter of this year and uh, hoping, hoping to uh, lead up to that. Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, off of that, how many clients do you have currently, and what are your revenues looking like? Yeah. Um, so we have a uh, we have about ten clients today, 
and um, revenues are small, um, so we don't have the the exact numbers, but uh, but they're they're not something that's going to make us a public company. Mm-hmm. But we're growing. Uh, we've got people that are that are. Um, uh, you know, we've got some large insurance companies. We've got uh, uh, some law firms. We've got some technology companies, and we're learning a lot through through all of these uh, these processes. And um, yeah, and, and we're early in the stage of uh, of getting some good conversions. Okay. Well, tell me about your prior exit. What was the product, and what sure. was the industry? Oh, you're gonna love this. This is a uh, so so cutting edge for for today. But this is 1994. Uh huh when the internet was very young and literally our intention was to put yellow pages on the web. I was like <laughs> nothing today. Okay. But back in the day, um, people didn't have domain names. Uh, they were on like their ISP slash business name. AOL. And, uh, yeah. Right. AOL. Exactly. Right. And so really we built technology to, to spider out and, and the, the pages and just determine who was a personal page, who was a business page and then link them to their yellow pages listing. Sounds like nothing, but you know, back in the day, that was that was uh, that was quite a quite a challenge. And um, you know, we sold the company to AOL. Um, they wanted us for our business taxonomy of all things and our search capabilities. Very nice, very nice. You were Craig before Craigslist, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, they- <laughs> there you go. yeah. So, so my um, my initial thought when I saw this thing was, holy shit, these guys uh, just bought a brought a pistol to a howitzer fight. Um, you have a ton of competition. <laughs> Whether it be Slack and the apps in Slack, Teams, Poly, Disco, WorkHuman. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of there's just a lot of competition. Sure. You obviously get the question in sales like, how are you different? So what is the answer to that question? Yeah, and so let me let me address a couple of those right there. So like uh, people like Teams and Zoom and Slack, um, we we don't want to compete with them in that like we we view them as platforms that we can we can complement, And so our, our implementation with Microsoft Teams is actually pretty interesting where we let, let them do the live meetings and we want them to have their live meetings there. What we do is we were based on social science, right? Did, did a lot of this research uh, before we started the company to figure out how, how people interact and what's the best way to get them to interact. And that's all those processes are built into what we do. We're hoping to complement things like Slack, things like Zoom, and build tools that now can take meetings off the calendar, and um, and and help you communicate and prepare and follow up on meetings. Now, a lot of the companies they they are trying to get more meetings, and uh, because that, that's how they get their utilization. We are going the other way. We are trying to reduce the number of meetings, kind of change the the management style a bit. Um, I think we've got something here we, with our, our our pilots and and our implementations are showing some good positive. Um, results. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's really a matter of uh, continuing to continuing to run fast. So. Okay. So you, you handled the platform question pretty well. Now talk about the, the direct competition, yeah. the discos, the work humans, et cetera. Sure. So a lot of the, the, uh, the, the competitors have focused on one or another or, or a handful of features of, that, that, um, that do, I mean, there's people that just do a water cooler, people that just do, um, uh, you know, do want peer recognitions and things like this. What we're doing is trying to put all these together, and as as we've gone through the pilots, we're we're adding to it and and uh, building onto it. All of these together build greater uh, what I like to call team cohesion. It's a little bit too much of a buzzword, so we we talk about team participation. 
And so all these put together have have improved the team participation. There's multiple ways to reduce meetings. Uh, we think that's an advantage for us. Uh, some of the algorithms that we have underneath are designed to help improve that participation. And we're hoping that uh, we can continue to improve it to you know, to, to be more effective than, than the competitors. Yep. So when can we expect to see an app on Slack or Teams or some other platform? We do have an integration to Slack. It's a, a an arm's length into integration where just messaging back and forth. So if you're in Slack and you're in Reteam and there's an activity in Reteam, it'll show up in Slack. Not not super compelling. We'd like to make that more compelling. Microsoft Teams is live. So uh, if you're in Microsoft Teams, you can search for Reteam and and install it and start using it. Um, and we did that largely because we got challenged from companies as saying that they don't want another application. So now what we're saying is if you're already in Teams, you don't have to install something new. You enable us in Teams. You can continue using it. And that's also the the uh, the approach to to getting to Zoom and to Ring Central. We've got a couple of big com- uh, companies uh, that we're working with that are big Ring Central implementations, and I think uh, that platform is actually pretty interesting. And how are the uh, how are the apps going? I mean, I I know I checked the App Store on my iPhone, and uh, you guys don't have any reviews. I know ten customers, but what are you seeing with the app uh, the app stores that you're leveraging right now? Yeah, so w- we sell one to one. And uh, so really, it's, it's not a wide outbound marketing campaign. So we're not looking for people just to discover us and, and download and start playing games and things like that, right? So it's really about uh, we talk to, to customers and then when they download it, they'll, they'll use either the app, the web app, or one of the Microsoft Teams implementations. Um, we have a, a nationwide law firm that's using it that actually is doing all of them. Um, they're in Teams, but uh, so they use, use it within Teams. And um, but they've got clients and customers that are in in all of the different platforms. So some are an Android, some are an Apple, some are on the web. So that's really been been the more interesting implementation. So yeah, not surprised we don't have uh, have reviews here because we're not we're not going direct to consumer marketing at this point. Okay. So Joel's fine with your platform answer. I'm not. I'm not even close to fine because Slack and Teams, which I, I use, it seems like I can do every single thing. I can create wellness channels. I can create team channels. I can create all these different channels. I can I can use calling. I can put videos. I can drop emojis. I mean, I can do all these things, Vivek. So mm-hmm. I guess my question is, are you focusing on all the others who might actually buy you as a feature to compete with Slack and Teams? Because it seems like I can do all of this within those two big platforms. Yeah, you know, and aspirationally, I wouldn't be a, a CEO and, you know, and, and founding this company without some aspiration to say, I think we can be better. Uh, but uh, I do believe that we are we are better. I've looked at all the different different components that uh, that are in Microsoft Teams. And what we find when we talk to companies, there are a few people that are using some more advanced things, and, and they're they're doing the processes that that we actually advocate. But those are manual processes, right? Um, what we do is is enable you to to make those a lot better, so you you don't have to always be the one to do every single little little piece of it. Um, well, give me an example. Give me a specific example of how it's it's easier in your platform versus the manual piece on uh, Slack or Teams. Yeah, I'll give you a very simple one. So we have something called a Team Video. And something we're, we're a big fan of and, and something that a lot of people use. And the concept uh, on the surface is pretty pretty simple, which is uh, 
you set a topic, say, give me an update for, for this this uh, Teams meeting. Everyone records their updates. We stitch it together into a long video, and uh, or you can watch them individually. And there you go, one meeting on your calendar comes off and comes into Reteam. Uh-huh. We have a lot of people getting great success with that. Gotcha. Yeah. So now that has multiple factors to it. Not just have you taken a uh, meeting off your calendar, but you've improved your participation. You got some additional statistics that go along with um, what was effective, what wasn't effective. And you can use it for multiple different ways. Okay. So talk to me about your go-to-market on the sales side of the house. Are you going to bone up and try to go company by company? Or are you going to go channel partnerships with uh, some of these bigger companies? How How's that going to work for you? Yeah. Uh, where we are in, in our maturity, we are are going one-to-one, right? So we're just, we're building out the sales team and, and expanding that sales team as well. Um, and uh, really it's going through contacts and then conversations and meetings uh, with some larger companies. And that's our approach today. We would love to grow into, and I think this is just an area of growth for us, grow into being a, a partner. If I can get to be part of the distribution of, you know, Ring Central or somebody like that and and be part of their standard offering and, um, you know, kind of do some combined sales with them, we'd love to get there. We're not there yet. What in your mind is the ideal client? You mentioned big companies. Is there an industry that you're maybe targeting? Um, people listening, you know, asking themselves, is this a, is this a product for me? Like what kind of target audience are you looking for with this product? Yeah, great, great question. Um, so, you know, initially we started off talking about technical teams, development teams, right? IT type teams. So, and, and why? Because they te- tend to be remote. They tend to be multicultural. They tend to have all these social issues, you know, languages and things like that. So that's where we had started. And we do have a couple of uh, companies that are basically staff augmentation companies and development companies that are, that are using this and getting getting good success. What we found is that, uh, and, and I think the pandemic probably helped, is that people who are who are have hybrid workplaces, there's applications for for all of them. And um, really, it's it's a matter of you know, do you need to innovate, and are you su- are you suffering with that? Do you have too many meetings because now everyone's out of sight, so everyone wants to have a meeting all the time. And there's an opportunity to reduce meetings. So we think the 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 market is large, but uh, we definitely are looking at hybrid workplaces. So if everyone's all in the office or needs to be in the office, they're manufacturing you know on the floor. We're not an application for them. But if you're a hybrid workforce where you can where you're meeting online, uh, we think that's that's our, our sweet spot. So you, meant, you mentioned global. Is this a product that uh, can be used in any country, any language? What's the breakdown on that? Yeah, so we are English only today. Um, however, you know some of our developers are, do have a you know right to left language, right? They they're in uh, in some of those countries, and we've looked at that. Now, a lot of what we communicate with, even though there is a good text uh, base to it, is audio and video. Um, the team participation really just is so much better with audio and video. So it in some some respects diminishes the need to to talk about implementing language because you're communicating. In whatever language that you want, in in those uh, um, those uh, those formats, but we do need to expand to multiple languages. We're going to start with uh, some of the you know Western languages, you know Spanish and 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 uh, things like that. But we want to get to some of the Far Eastern languages as well. Uh, still on our roadmap, Vivek. Being a, a leader, whether it's sales leader, managing tech teams, whatever, I always hated meetings and I always reduced them and I didn't have a tool like this. Mm-hmm. So my point is that 
if you're a good leader or a great leader, you don't need a tool to reduce meetings. You just need a brain, right? Now, from a from a from a communication standpoint, this definitely helps. But your pitch feels like you're trying to make shitty leaders leaders into good leaders, and that's not what tech's going to do, right? It's just really just going to scale the shittiness. So, my question to you is: if it's all about just reduction of really meetings and being able to get five hours back that would you agree with me that has more to do with the human and the choice than it does the tech great great point now we we are trying not to sell just the technology uh-huh. we have a process right and um, um you know we've started toying with the idea of of going you know being being your chief remote officer uh, we want to educate. We want to show how how these these things could work. Someone actually said to me, you know, you guys are actually promoting a new management style, and I think there's there's validity to that. That's ambitious, right? That's that's not that wasn't the the intent. There are processes built in here that will encourage uh, people to uh, aspirational, I'll say, to be better managers, to be better coaches. Uh, and you kind of led me into one of the items on our roadmap. You know, managers need to be better coaches and mentors. And one of the one of the uh, uh, major you know components in our roadmap is putting a better platform in there for coaching and mentoring internally. Uh, we're not going to solve all those problems uh, immediately, but we would like to have the team be empowered to take care of itself. So a lot of a lot of what you see in the in the platform is. You know, data and and insights that the whole team has visibility to, so they can encourage themselves to to be better. Um, you're right. We're laying the foundation. I'm hoping we don't end up with crappy leaders becoming just you know, crappy <laughs> online leaders, right? But uh, scaling uh, the shit, man. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I like that. I want to use that. Yeah. It's all yours. He has it. He has it trademarked already. So you have yeah, to yeah. pay him a royalty <laughs> for that one. We'll, we'll, we'll footnote your name on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Chad asked about the sales strategy. I want yeah. to ask about the marketing strategy. Um, sure. Certainly, as a, an outsider just looking in, it seems really disparate. Um, yep. I mean, the site is obviously not cutting edge. I'm probably not telling you anything that nope. you don't nope. know. You're Design could do some work. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have you have a link to the blog and the main navigation, and you have a, a whole of three blog posts uh, <laughs> in your blog. You have every social media outside of TikTok and Snapchat, um, which seems really unfocused to me. I'm not yep. sure why you would think Instagram was something that you could could leverage. So. Tell me about your marketing strategy, how you're how you're going to build the brand and obviously compete with some of these uh, these high rollers and, and guys with bigger wallets than you. Yep. And all of your insights um, are, are accurate. We've we've uh, toyed with different things as we've grown. And um, what we're doing today is we are we are still at the one one to one, you know, uh, meetings trying to reach out. And, you know, it's a very hev- heavily person and time intensive. Um, we, we do need to get a broader marketing strategy. We just haven't uh, haven't defined that yet. We're looking for some results. Now, we've got two major activities going on right now. We have an advisor who is a professor at UConn, and she's been helping us with you know, validating uh, the assertions that we have and, and the process that we're using. And we've got some clinical research going on with uh, University of Miami, Ohio, and Pepperdine, uh, looking at before and after results with some of our clients. And so that we can get independent results. Once we have those independent results, we think at that point we want to do a marketing blitz and all of this is going to get cleaned up. 
but that at that point we'll have some clinical research and and um, uh, and some results that that um, I, I think we'd be very proud of and and we can uh, we can get out there. We're hoping to have that within the next couple of months. Okay, you mentioned um, advisor advisory board. Uh, talk about mm-hmm. the team. Um, sure. You have a co-founder, it looks like, or another uh, maybe developer side. Are you looking to grow the team, and exactly what positions are you hoping to fill? Yeah, great. Um, we have a our, our development team has been intact for for some time. Uh, that's about 10, 10 people strong. Um, we've been growing our customer success and sales teams. We have about five people on that side today. We need to grow that, uh, and that's really when we get to Series A, we get some additional investment. I want to really focus on the marketing and the sales. Uh, I'm comfortable right now with where we are on the development uh, velocity, right? So, so how how fast we're going and, and what we're what we're expanding on that side. We'll probably invest more on the data analytics, and um, you know we we want to operate, be able to use that those data analytics to operationalize uh, features in the in the application. But yeah, the the focus is going to be mainly on I would say on the data side and on the marketing and sales side, and we we are definitely looking to grow. Okay, so all of this together, especially when you are trying to bootstrap this baby, you need some revenues. So what's the pricing on this? What's what's a company going to pay? How are they going to pay? Yeah, so what we've been charging to date uh, is sixty dollars per user per year, and. It's, Pretty low pricing. Uh, we we didn't want pricing to be an obstacle today, and that seems to be pretty effective. So, um, uh, and I'm we sorry, did you say price. sixty bucks per person per year? Per year, exactly. okay. Just making sure I heard that. Correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I know it's <laughs> low, right? Um, we're we're expecting that to increase, and um, but at, at this phase, we are still looking at getting adoption. We're still looking at um, getting learnings and really understanding and making it better. But yeah, that that's where we are today. All right, Vivek, that bell means you get to face the firing squad. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters Reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R. AI. Wait, wait, let me take cover. All right, yeah, take a little cover, <laughs> dig that foxhole a little deeper. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go first. My initial thought uh, in terms of uh, bringing a pistol into a, a tank fight, um, I think still holds true. Um, now, if you had had a you know Series A round and you know you had 20 million in the bank or something, then um, that that might that opinion might change. But I think. I think it's a really tough uh, road for you. I think there are established players. I think there are brands that people recognize. 
Um, and I, and I do think the marketing is an issue. Um, I mean, I think if people don't go to, if people go to a website and it looks like something that is sort of chintzy, um, then that is uh, a, a point against you, if not multiple points, depending on, um, who goes, uh, goes to the site. And it, obviously it comes, that's, that's about as simple as it is. I think that if you're going to make this thing work, um, you're going to have to pivot to a particular segment that, uh, you can customize your solution to, whether that be you mentioned uh, Ring Central. I don't know if that's a niche that you can do. I mean, there's healthcare, there's manufacturing. Like, you have to get really laser focused in a particular area, in my opinion, to make this thing work. Because if you're just going against the people with a lot of money and the brands that people know, I don't think you have a, a snowball's chance in hell of um, of surviving. So, in a current in the current state, you're going to have to pivot really hard somewhere. Um, I hope you raise the money. I hope you get the talent uh, to come on board in terms of marketing, uh, the sales piece, and obviously development, which you're going to have to, uh, you know, bring the bring the A game uh, in terms of competitiveness uh, on that. But for me, it's nothing personal. Um, I've been doing this a long time, and I've seen a lot of businesses like yours. I think you can turn it around. But as for right now, you're going to get the guns from me, Vivek. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Maybe Chad has a different outlook. Well, Vivek, I, I love your passion for this idea, but I think it's about three years too late. Uh, and the only thing worse than being too early to market is, is being too late. Uh, and I've said this before on the show, technology cannot solve issues that uh, like, like, like leadership, right? Technology cannot build a strong team, but it can be the glue of that team. Communication means everything, but you need great leaders and technology cannot build great leaders. Now, that being said, remote is the future. It is, and it's not going to go away. Uh, but the competition, Slack and Teams, we're talking about the big boys. Uh, it's not really your choice whether you are going to compete with them or not. That's their choice, right? They, they've got the cash and they can go in any direction that they want fast, but it's early for you. It's very early for you. And now that there are many other platforms that are out there who want to compete with the big names, I believe you have an opportunity to be able to partner with those organizations, not direct. We're talking about partnership, go to market and really look for a good exit. You've done an exit before, you've had an exit before, not in this industry, but you understand what that looks like. The opportunity is, is yes, partnering with Teams and Slack from an integration standpoint, but that only makes it much better for all of those others who are not Teams and Slack for you to look for an exit and look for some traction. You are up against the wall, but I'm going to hit you with the tennis clap. I think there's something there. Remote is big, but your focus has to be laser. Very good. I appreciate it. Oh, he's yeah. still alive, making sure we didn't actually actually kill him. <laughs> Vivek, man, we love startups and we love shining a light on your business. Uh, you obviously have some work to do, so I'm going to let you go. But before I do that, I'm going to give you a chance one more time to let our listeners know where they can find out more about Be Remote. Be, be remote. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, um, go to our website and, and we'll be working on it. It's uh, beremote.com. <laughs> and um, and if, if you like, uh, drop an email, info at beremote.com and one of, our, one of our team members will pick that up and reach out to you. I would have thought that Joel would have liked the logo because it looks like a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> we out. We out. 
This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chat and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.